You are listening to episode four, Meditate and Slay, the magic of stillness. Hello and welcome. I am Ebony Lynn, certified empowerment and mindset coach, absolutely obsessed with helping you to renew your mind and tap into the life you deeply desire. Each week, we will journey to renew your beliefs, tap into your God-given gifts, and reconnect with your divine desires. My intention is to show you that when you subconsciously transform and become rooted in your identity, you thrive as a powerhouse woman. The world, meaning your world, needs you to show up fully as the woman who has healed, the woman who has transformed, and the woman who thrives. This is the Power Collective Podcast. Great day, Collective. I hope this episode finds you well and that all is well in your world today. We will discuss the magic of stillness. (laughs) If you have been around... So far, this is the fourth episode, and literally in all three episodes prior to today, I have mentioned a practice of stillness. And so I thought now is actually the perfect time to dedicate an episode to a meditation practice. So let's get into it. Okay, so in episodes past, I've I've mentioned that my background, I would say probably the portion that counted the most has been in a structured church setting. And when I say that, I'm specifically referring to being Pentecostal. So being apostolic, Pentecostal, being being Pentecostal is my background. Okay. And with that said, essentially, I believed at that time, I believed that meditation was of the devil, that it was not God-like. No, I never did research about it at that time. Really, it is one of those situations where when you are in that world, you really do have a singular worldview. I'll put it that way. And it wasn't until later that like I began to have various experiences and essentially, okay, I'm here now, right? (laughs) And today's episode is more off the cuff because I've kind of been led to lead today's episode like that. So bear with me, okay? So in episode three, I discussed a powerhouse day in feminine magnetism and the feminine charge. And we know that the feminine charge is fed by three things, silence, stillness, and solitude, right? And at the time, so I would say, this is 2021, I would say in the last quarter of 2019, now, I had already done quite a bit of, like, I had already been doing quite a bit of personal development. This is probably when my spiritual life changed the most. 
so I one day just kind of decided like I just felt the call to just sit down in my sacred space and to just be still. Now, what I didn't realize <laughs> was how difficult sitting still with yourself is, okay? And this is around the time when I began to receive, like, find where, like, the feminine energy teachings found me, essentially. And this is when... Like, I was listening to a teaching from Debrina Jackson Gandy. I mentioned her in my last episode. And all of a sudden, it hit me. Like, you know what? I should practice. I should begin practicing. Like, I should begin a meditation practice. Except I had no idea what that looked like. Also, uh, low-key, deep down inside, I still thought it was the devil. So I had to do some research for myself. The word says you study to show yourself approved. And that's what I did. And this is what I found. <laughs> so I'm going to begin to get into the, et the etymology of meditation. And we're just going to ride it out, okay? So you should know that the expository dictionary defines meditation primarily as to care for, akin to malit. I'll get into that later. The word malit is considered care. It denotes to attend to and to practice. So a practice, that's 1 Timothy 4.15. Also to be diligent in, meaning to meditate upon, and to practice is the prevalent sense of the word. So the expository dictionary, the primary foundation of the word meditate is a practice. So we know, one, that meditation is a practice, okay? Now, the Hebrew form, so if you find the word meditate or meditation, any iteration of the word meditate in Hebrew, which means that it is the Old Testament. So in the Old Testament, meditate is the Hebrew form. It has two forms. Haggai. Haggai means to mourn, speak, imagine, study, mutter, utter, roaring, soar or talk that's the first form the second form is sia or sia it means also to talk to speak to complain to pray to commune to muse it also means to declare the greek form the Greek form of the word meditate is meliteo. It means premeditate or imagine. The second form in the Greek is promeliteo, which is to meditate before. Okay. There are 14 occurrences in 14 different verses 
in the King James Version of the Bible, okay? If you get into the serious etymology of meditation, the word actually translates to meditation, and it means contemplation, devout preoccupation, private devotions, and prayer. So directly from the Latin, it is a thinking over, it means to reflect or consider, okay? Also, it means continuous calm thought on some subject, okay? Why do I lay this all out to define? One, I needed to first recognize that Meditation was, in fact, something that was mentioned in the Bible. Also, it eventually, my discovery of this word then led me to an overall primary, a primary search. Now, primary searches, as I began to do more study and research, I realized that In the days of Jesus, even prior to the, like him being on the scene, right? And even after, there were multiple forms of Christianity. So Christianity as we know it today is like watered down. Now, one of the things I came across in my research was a group or a sect of Christians referred to as hesychists, okay? What I found to be one of the most intrigued, a few things that I found to be really intriguing about them is that they practiced, they had a meditation practice, an active meditation practice on top of that, Typically, when we see things like malas, so like prayer beads that people utilize, usually we see them like in the Catholic Church or even with um, Hindus, Hindus with their mantra, Hindus with their mantra work, even I believe Buddhism to some extent with their mantra work. We see them have these beads. It has like 108 beads and they uh, they chant their mantras, right? Their sacred mantras. Hesychus had what they referred to as a prayer rope, okay? This prayer rope had 33 knots and their primary prayer or mantra, their sacred mantra was Jesus Christ, son of man, have mercy upon me. As I began to, I did, I completed the word study and after completing the word study, I just decided, okay, like I am going to, I am going to begin this practice. Now, before I get into anything, I always pray and I I call upon the Holy Spirit within me. I call upon the most high and I always pray like a prayer of protection. Like whenever I'm getting into research, stuff like that, I always pray like, don't let me go too far. If this is not, if this is not your plan, your will, your way, 
protect me. That's always my prayer. Okay. <clears throat> so I began to delve into a meditation practice and I have found a few things and I'm going to share them with you. Okay. The first thing that I learned is that meditation is not about emptying the mind. It's not about emptying the mind of all thought. It is, however, the discipline of slowing down to recognize and steal your thoughts to transcend them in order for you to then hear the voice of the Most High within, for you to receive direction, and also for you to fully receive the vision and to envision. The reason why I refer to meditation as a practice of stillness because that's truly what it is. And also, one of the things it makes me think of is 2 Corinthians 10.5. You know, it says to take captive every thought that exalts itself above the knowledge of the Most High. But here's the thing. Here's the key. How can you take captive of every thought when you don't know what's happening in your own mind? How can you? It's not possible. In order for you to know, you have to be, you have to remove all distractions in order to clearly see yourself. Okay, number two, you should know that meditation or to meditate does not only mean to sit in quiet and to, quote, empty your mind. <laughs> Meditation, it all when it all boils down, it is truly concentrated effort. It is intentional focus. All right. Now, meditation is how we manifest our thoughts. Now, how can I say that meditation is how we manifest our thoughts? Easy, because we know that in the Bible, the word meditate is entertain interchangeable with the words imagine to talk to complain to declare and to pray when we pray pray is a language like prayer is a language yes complaining complaining is language yes psalm says let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart may they be acceptable and pleasing unto you why because they met because they manifest even when we are complaining the word it's, it's a compound word. You have come and you have plain, right? Which means then that when we complain, whatever we complain about, it shall come. So come into our world and be made plain. So manifest exactly as we say. So if you also think about it, when you dwell upon something, it is to ruminate. It is to have concentrated or focused effort on a situation, person, place, or thing, right? So if you dwell in a place, that means you also live in that place. And knowing this, we can determine how we want to meditate, okay? So I said all of that to literally say 
that you can determine how you want to meditate. And really, from the definitions, from the biblical definitions, there are basically three primary ways in which you can meditate. The first way that you can meditate is, and this is the one that I recommend everyone start off with, which is having a practice of stillness. To sit quietly and purposefully quiet your thoughts by mentally commanding them what to do. When you sit in silence when with yourself, as the thoughts come, you don't engage in the thoughts. You literally become a watcher. It's almost like you are a bystander and you're watching the thoughts come and go. Sooner or later, they'll just sort of almost quiet themselves on their own. But this is so powerful because it allows you to be able to utilize this same tool when it matters the most. So when you are in a situation where you're you're feeling fearful or you may be having anxious thoughts or feelings of depression and you don't know why you're feeling that way well if you steal yourself because you have because you have created this way of living you can actually in real time quickly assess yes okay I'm having this thought it's this thought that's causing me to have this feeling or it's bringing up these sensations in my body okay okay because I know that's what's happening let me overthrow the thought with what I know is true okay so when you sit quietly you declare you're making a declaration that you are attending to and you are caring for the thoughts that are in your mind. And again, you cannot take captive every thought if you're not even aware of them. Okay, awareness. This is why I say self-awareness, it's everything. This is why. Okay, number two, the second way that you can meditate is through using your imagination so visualization and visualization is what allows your mind it actually allows it to wander purposefully so this is an act of creation so this is you embodying your god-like essence in choosing what you create so what I also think is interesting is that the Latin root word medi means middle, right? So it's a substance through which another passes. So if this really makes me think about the subconscious, like your subconscious mind is not aware of time. Therefore, anything that you envision, anything that you see, it happens now. And it happens now simply because your subconscious, it has no recollection of time. Okay. And it makes me think about like guided meditations, things like that. These are obviously, these are experiences where you're being guided to visually imagine you are allowing the Holy Spirit to shift your mindset and reveal to you your divine supply, okay? 
this is your place that helps to create a place of empowerment from within. When you are in the process of unleashing her, unleashing your powerhouse, right? I know for me, I was able, like I could catch glimpses of her, but I needed strategy in order to manifest her, right? And this often occurs through next level ideas and unctions to express her. How I received that was through a stillness practice, okay? There are a few things that I would like to say about vision or visualization, okay? The primary thing that I would like to say is that really, I simply want to instill in you to value the vision that was given to you. With every vision that the Most High gives you, you have to stand on it. And you have to believe in the manifestation of it before you even have all of the pieces to the strategy, right? And you will learn that through time, the strategy and the pieces are revealed to you, but they're only revealed to you in your still moments. This also segues to a really great point, which is that when you pray, Prayer is you talking. You're doing all of the talking. If you're talking, if you're doing all of the talking and you're looking for answers, what space are you leaving for the Most High to reveal the answers to you? Hmm? For me, this actually reveals the magic of having a stillness practice. Because I have developed a a practice of stillness, when I sit in my sacred space, when I sit before my altar and I pray, I pray. And then when I sit in meditation immediately after, literally a lot of times I'm not even five minutes in and I have the answer. That's the beauty of it. The beauty is that really I don't have to search or quote unquote wait for the answers. If I'm still, if I choose to be still, I have the answers almost immediately. It really just depends upon quote unquote divine timing. But for the most part, when I am sincere, I receive an immediate answer. Okay. And the third way that you can meditate is through affirmation. Specifically through I am affirmations. Okay. And again, this is you speaking to every cell and fiber of your being. You are affirming, you are declaring the truth, your divine truth into not only your mind, right? So actually, I don't know why it's making me think of this, but I'll just say it. For whatever reason, it is bringing to mind Psalm 6211, where it says, God hath spoken it once. Twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. So power belongs to the Most High. God, so the Most High has spoken it once, but twice I have heard it. Okay. (laughs) I'm about to show the real geek in me. Okay, so when we consider what's actually being what's actually being said here is that 
Okay. In the Passion Translation, it says, God said to me once and for all, all the strength and power you need flows from me. And again, I heard it clearly said. What this makes me think about oftentimes, I believe when we see God in the Bible, we think God as in the most high, the all knowing, the all powerful, the creator of it all. Never really considering that as well as God, the all knowing, where does the all knowing God reside? The all-knowing God resides in each and every one of us. We are all emanations of the truing living God, okay? And with that, when we speak a thing, that is the saying, right? But if you think about it, when you speak something, you also hear it. So not only when you use your voice, you hear it externally, you also hear it with resound within, within your mind. So you speak it, but you hear it twice, once within, once without. That is an indication of why we affirm or how affirmation is so powerful. It is so powerful because you are utilizing Holy Spirit within to activate your God little g power. Okay, so that when you speak a thing, it resounds twice. That's pretty powerful. Okay, so in essence, <laughs> meditation again, it is not about emptying the mind of all thoughts. It is, however, the discipline of slowing down to recognize and steal your own thoughts to then transcend them so that you can hear the most high. Okay. And there are three primary methods to meditate. They are one, actually sitting quietly and purposefully to become aware of your thoughts. Two, actually using your imagination, so visualization. And three, prayer via affirmations. <laughs> Join me for next week's episode as we discuss old stories. Girl, just give that up. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye for now. Loving this episode and want to go even deeper with me? Head to thepowercollective.com to check out our subliminals, visualization meditations, masterclasses, and coaching services if you are ready to go from self-doubt to powerhouse. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review our show. We would be most appreciative. And one last thing, remember, life in its fullness until you overflow is your birthright. Bye for now.